The head caretaker, Trikvi, stood idly by the coffee maker. The sound of boiling water dripping through the machine was the only thing to be heard in the empty building, which housed the university's history department. Soon, the bustling cleaners would arrive, chatting and giggling, dragging their carts and vacuums out of the housekeeping room. The caretaker reveled in the silence and the aroma of brewing coffee. He had been employed by the university for over 30 years and had seen his share of changes, not the least of which was the complete turnaround in the nationality of the cleaners who worked under his supervision. When he started, they had all been Icelandic and understood his every word. Now his interactions with his subordinates consisted of a series of hand gestures and loudly spoken basic orders. The women were all immigrants and all recent arrivals from Southeast Asia, except for one woman of African descent. Until the faculty members and students arrived for the day, he might as well have been working in Bangkok. Taking his steaming cup, Trikvi walked to the window. He lifted the blinds and looked out, taking an appreciative sip of the strong brew. The campus was covered with snow. The temperature was unusually low, causing the white blanket to shimmer as if someone has strewn glitter over the grounds during the night. The muffling effect of the snow added to the sense of utter stillness. Trikvi was reminded of the upcoming Christmas season and felt oddly content. He watched as a car entered the car park. So much for his Christmas spirit, he thought. The car was carefully manoeuvred into an empty space, unusually carefully considering that there were no other vehicles present and no obvious reason to take such care. Trikvi looked on as the driver emerged from the car and shut the door. Through the closed window, he heard the indistinct beep of a remote control engaging the locks of the vehicle. The man walked towards the building. Trikvi dropped the blinds and finished his coffee. From within the building, he heard the faculty entrance being opened as the driver came inside. Of all the staff, professors, lecturers, secretaries and others whom Trikvi had to deal with, this man, Guna, was by far the most unpleasant. He was uptight, constantly complained about the janitorial services and had a superior air about him that always made Trikvi feel small and uncomfortable. At the beginning of term, the man had accused the cleaning women of stealing a paper he had written about Irish monks in Iceland before the Viking settlement. Luckily, the article had resurfaced and the issue had died down. Ever since, Trikvi no longer merely disliked him, he detested him. Why would East Asian cleaning women, who couldn't even read their own names in Icelandic, be tempted to steal some hoity-toity article about Irish monks? In his eyes, this was a cheap attack on people who were unable to defend themselves. Trikvi was appalled when Gunnar was appointed head of department. Already, he had spoken to Trikvi about various improvements that he expected, one of which was that the cleaning women were to conduct their work in silence. Trikvi had wanted to tell him that their chatter did not disturb anyone, as the bulk of their work was carried out either after or before anyone else was busy in the building. Except for Gunnar, of course. Why the man had to show up every morning before the buses even began to run was beyond Trikvi. A flutter of voices marked the women's arrival. 
They gathered in the little coffee room and said hello in unison in their strong accents, followed by the usual giggling. Trickfee could not help but smile. Then, through their noisy bustle, he heard a strange sound from within the building. It was a guttural moan, increasing in pitch and intensity. Trickvee shushed the women and listened. The cleaners picked up on the sound, their eyes widening. Two of them made the sign of the cross. Trickvee put down his coffee and hurried out of the lounge with the women in hot pursuit. In the corridor, Trickvee noticed that the wailing had become a scream. He could not distinguish whether the voice was male or female. He was not even sure it was human. Could an animal have got into the building and been injured somehow? The primal howl was suddenly joined by the sound of something falling over and breaking. Trickvee quickened his pace down the corridor. The sounds seemed to come from the upper story, and Trickvee took the stairs two at a time. The women were still following, and to Trickvee's annoyance, they had now begun to scream as well. The staircase took him to the floor housing the department offices. Despite the wailing from behind him, Tukvee could tell that the scream definitely originated here. He broke into a run, and so did the cleaners. He opened the fire door to the office corridor and stopped so abruptly that the pack of howling women cannoned into him. It was not the overturned bookcase or the frantic head of department, crawling on all fours over the books that had spilled across the corridor that held Trickvee mesmerised. It was the body lying face up, further into the room, protruding from the alcove where the floor's printer unit was housed. Trickvee felt his stomach lurch. What in God's name were those patches on its eyes? And the hands, what was wrong with the hands? The women peeked past Trickvee and their screams intensified. He felt them pulling anxiously at his shirt, which came untucked. He tried to twist his body free from their grip, but to no avail. The head of department raised his hands in a plea for help, desperate to escape from the repulsive scene behind him. Trickvee braced himself suppressing the urge to grab the women and run. He took a step forwards, and the women let out another piercing scream in chorus. They tried to pull him back, but he managed to shake them off. He approached the sobbing Gunnar. He could make no sense of the mutterings coming from the professor's drooling mouth. Trickvee had a hunch that the body, it had to be a body, nothing living could look like that, had fallen onto Gunnar when he opened the door of the printer alcove. Against his will, his gaze was drawn to the appalling human remains. The black patches on the eyes were not patches at all. Trickvee's stomach clenched. God help us all. The knot in his stomach tightened, and Trickvee threw up.